Today's stories. Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years, but there's hope for diplomacy. Why educating bud tenders and consumers beyond THC potency is key. Canadian retailers battle to win on price with discounts and loyalty programs. Love Hemp revenue drops by 16%. Hi there, this is Neil with the Cannabis Daily Podcast. I'm here to update you on everything happening in the business of cannabis. We've been doing this since 2017, highlighting the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. A quick reminder, by the way, our Business of Cannabis New York event is back with us on November the 3rd. In case you haven't yet secured your ticket, you can get an early bird seat. Click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's stories. Our first story now, and... WNBA star Brittany Griner, 31 years of age, was convicted and sentenced to nine years in a penal colony for possession and smuggling of less than one gram of cannabis oil in a Russian court yesterday, according to The Athletic. She will serve her term from the day of the announcement of this verdict. While that guilty verdict wasn't entirely surprising, after all, 97% of trials result in one, The long sentence is likely connected to increasing tensions between the US and Russia as attacks on Ukraine continue unabated. But now that Griner has been found guilty, there's hope that diplomatic talks between the US and Russian authorities about a potential prisoner swap could prove fruitful. Cannabis advocates in the US were quick to point out that reform is still needed at home too. Griner's case is also a wake-up call for Americans, said Stephen Hawkins, CEO of U.S. Cannabis Council and the former executive director of Amnesty International USA. Her trial and sentence in Russia may seem like an outlier at a time of sweeping acceptance and legalization, but it isn't. Cannabis remains illegal and possession is harshly punished around the world. The U.S. is no exception. Our second story now. THC potency has become the most important metric consumers look for when shopping for products in the legal era. But retailers could do a better job of educating both bud tenders and consumers on other factors, according to reports in MJ Biz Daily. But bud tenders are more likely to ask consumers if they prefer indica, sativa, or hybrid products, rather than delving into more sophisticated variables like terpenes. The consumer isn't educated on any of this, said Kim Stuck, the founder of cannabis consultancy, Allay Consulting. Even if they are, they walk into dispensaries and get these bud tenders that don't know what they're doing. That's an issue. Our third story now. Cannabis store operators across Canada are racing to the bottom when it comes to price, offering deep discounts and loyalty programs to try to win consumers, according to reports from CTV. With tough marketing restrictions, and in some provinces like Ontario, little product differentiation from store to store, price is one of the major ways retailers can stand out. Plus, there's tough competition in provinces where private retailers have been allowed to open. There's a lot of independent retailers who have mortgaged their house, they put all their savings into the store, and it's such an oversaturated competitive market, said Lisa Campbell, CEO of Mercury Agency. Price is the key to success in these areas, and we're seeing quite a few stores close as a result of lowering margins for the retailers. 
Our final story now. CBD retailer Lovehemp published its first financial results since being dropped from the Aquis Stock Exchange more than two months ago, according to reports in Business Can. Here are the details. For the year to June 30th, Lovehemp's total revenues will be approximately £3.6 million, a 16% decrease from the previous year. The company attributed the decline to COVID-19 challenges, price increases due to the war in Ukraine, and the slow-moving UK novel foods process. Lovers added 34 CBD products to the list. The news wasn't all bad. Sales in mainstream retail stores increased by 19% from £1.78 million to £2.15 million this year. The company also didn't share an update on when it may relist its stock or uplist it to the London Stock Exchange. Those are the stories we're watching today. You can join 12,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7am with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Please do hit follow or subscribe, whichever your favorite podcast app allows you to do. You can visit us online. We're at businessofcannabis.com, as well as on all the social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. That way you'll never miss an update from Cannabis Daily. If you have any thoughts around our stories, please do share them with us. We love to hear from you. Give us your take via at BOFC underscore media on Twitter, or use the link in the show notes to email us. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back with you on Monday for another episode of Cannabis Daily. Oh, 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 oh,